Welcome everyone to the Athletic Studio podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name's Kate Oman. My name's Gordon Jomini Vong. And basically today we're going to get into an episode chatting all things about navigating your way back to your best body post having some time off, maybe the gym due to some either lifestyle stresses, business or just distractions, maybe being a mum or a dad. So do you want to kick us off, Gordon? Yeah, I think the importance of this episode is, you know, what you're going to get out of it is before even starting, you want to have some reassurance and know that you're going to be able to continue your weight loss, your fitness journey. You don't want to get into it and go two, three weeks or even three to four months into it and then lose motivation, Mm. lose drive. Yeah. Because what's ultimately going to stop you from getting results is if you stop training or you get injured. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, so motivation is a big big thing. For sure. And we're going to be touching on things such as like goals, setting our why, motivation strategies definitely for our long-term success and a little bit more towards expert guidance towards the end of the podcast. But we'll chat to goals to start with. Basically, what is the goal and how to set goals? Do you kind of want to run the listeners through how you would take our clients through this kind of setup? Yeah. So for our busy business owner or executive, you know, client, professional, busy mum and dad, Mm. they're going to have other external focuses as well. Obviously work, family, got a lot of things going on in in their life. When they're first wanting to get into health and fitness or reclaim their body, they're coming from a place of pain. So they don't feel as fit as what they used to. Mm. So it's very easy for them to simply get motivated by, I need to lose four to five or 10 kilos to get my body back on track. But that's just one reason, right? So what happens is like, especially with that busy individual, they're competing against work, family. So when these other priorities start to come up, if if that's the only reason for why they're going to be motivated to reclaim their health and fitness, it's very easy for them to go, oh, okay, I know I'm too busy today to do my nutrition or prepare my meals. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we need to definitely align the goal and the why. And when I feel like when they're not aligned, so for instance, say like people want to lose five kilos, we see that a lot. They think that goal, but then their why comes from more of an emotional perspective so it could be that they don't feel good in themselves and that's the only why and say they do lose the five kilos once they get there it's kind of like all right well where do we go next and that's why we see a bit of yo-yoing yeah and I find that always shifting the goals and having a few whys helps long-term success for sure yeah definitely I think with with that one a good exercise I like to get clients to do when they first start is everyone kind of has their own highest values and and what they value most in life. Mm. So, you know, let's say for a busy business owner who's a parent, it's most likely going to be, you know, their family, their children, their kids, obviously their work performance as well. So what I would do with that particular person or client is go, hey, maybe start listing maybe 50 to 100 or start off with 20 (laughs) benefits as to why achieving your health and fitness goal is going to benefit that particular highest value. And then they will start to notice like, okay, well, I'm not just going to 
achieve my weight loss goal and feel better, but also I'm going to be a better role model for my kids. Yeah. I'm going to be more productive at work. You know, potentially like their, their performance at work will definitely improve and the, the list goes on. So the more that you can list, then it becomes easier to wake up and I, I want to go out there and be healthy. Definitely more reasons why. Yeah. For sure. It helps 100%. We've seen that. In terms of motivation strategies for this long-term success, I know you spoke to, you know, listing these kind of benefits, but what other strategies do you, what would you do if you're on your journey to mm -hmm. implement, to make sure you're motivated the whole way throughout? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I felt I learned this from just by going through like my own, obviously, yeah, experiences with achieving health and fitness goals but yeah I, I was kind of you know back in the day maybe like five to ten years ago I was stuck at just wanting to achieve my weight loss goal mm. but then you know it's actually all about making sure that you plan ahead and go all right well I've first I've got this particular reclaiming my health get back into my best shape goal but then you might want to start thinking about, okay, well, now that I've, when I achieve that, what can I do next? Yeah. So it could be playing a sport or improving your strength in a particular lift, or it could be being able to go on holidays. So, you know, planning ahead. So you've got always got reasons for it to train. Like another thing that I like to do with busy parents is work on it during, like have the seasonality of the year dictate your training goals as well, mm. like even yep. with like school holidays. Yep. So if they're going to like Europe in uh, June or July, then all right, well, that's great. From, you know, February or March to the middle of the year, that's going to be your fat loss phase. And then when you come back, we might be on a uh, performance phase. Yep. And then they might have events as well. So they might have like the Melbourne Marathon mm. and then they can train towards that. Casual. Yeah, casually <laughs> as well. But also no, setting, having some rewards too. Yeah. So, okay, I guess, would you like to talk about maybe rewards and how to reward yourself to keep yourself motivated? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously we would love our reward to just come from that internal perspective, but I think that a lot of the time in the world that we live in, it's not always the case. Like we can always be more proud of ourselves when we reach our goals, but it's not really the type of lifestyle we lead I think anyway and so I think setting some external rewards as well like it's great when you hit that PB and all that kind of thing but things such as obviously depends on your goals but for instance like if you're planning on a holiday and you wanted to go through a fat loss phase setting that reward of I'm going to get this bathing suit for this holiday and I'm going to rock it and feel really good so like things like that or simply just like a new pair of runners to get you literally out walking every day so it's like little things like that I think along the way to help inspire you mm -hmm. and kind of pat yourself on the back at the same time is yeah a really good thing what about yeah. yourself what would you what do you usually do for your rewards yeah look for me it's it's more of like I, I love I guess rewarding myself like I, I used to like not reward myself and yeah. just be focused bit, on working hard yeah, and yeah it gets a bit plain and boring though yeah exactly yeah. and I guess being around people who uh were just generally a little a little bit more like upbeat and continuous with their health and fitness journey sure. they would you know not be afraid to like at least acknowledge take the take a moment to acknowledge that hey I've achieved my weight loss goal I've hit a PB yep. and then setting your rewards, it's just going to come down to, I guess, making sure that you do it for you 
Yeah. Like I make sure that I like to go out for a steak. Mm. So if <laughs> I've had a good health and fitness week, I'm going to yeah. treat myself and, and go get a steak. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think putting them along the way, like those little nuggets to keep you inspired really helps for sure. Just like mm-hmm. little things like that, for sure. Yeah. In terms of setting realistic timeframes, I know that we can have really big goals, but often underestimate how much time and energy might need for you to actually achieve them. And we often, you know, end up a little bit disappointed because we maybe might not make that weight loss goal by that certain date. What are your strategies for realistic timeframes? Yeah, we, we, we want to set ourselves up for success. So it's better to set a goal that's beneath what your maximum goal is yeah. and then overshoot with performance. Right. Right. So when we have, you know, say clients that come in, we set them a target of a, a bare ass minimum target. It's half a kilo to a kilo every, let's say, one and a half to two weeks mm. for weight loss and uh, fat loss. And most clients will generally achieve a lot more than that in the beginning, especially if they've taken oh, two to right. three, yeah. four years off, yeah. right? But you're having like, you know, going to an expert, having like expert guidance and they're going to have data on people who are similar to you who have achieved a goal and how, and what the timeframes were um, for them to take and what they did. And that way you can get like realistic expectations as well. Yeah, for sure. I think that like something like hiring a PT, usually an experienced one, hopefully a good one, they can definitely work with you in because I think that we, as I spoke to you before, we want things really quickly and when it doesn't happen, then we get demotivated. So it's also good to have someone by your side kind of giving you a bit of a reality check and that's what I think is so powerful in seeking an expert. And I think a lot of people who are looking at, improving their body composition is they think results is linear like you know they'll get from it's just like a straight line progress whereas if if you haven't if you have expert guidance like they're going to let you know that you're going to have to be able to do it in phases so maybe for the first six weeks you're going to be on a, a weight loss phase and then the next couple of weeks after that you're going to have a little bit of a break where the purpose is actually not to lose weight but to alleviate weight loss stress so then you can go ahead and do it again and it's similar to like professional athletes like they're not training at 100 percent like all year round they Mm -hmm. have periods where they rest and have periods where they go again yeah and i think that's hard for people to do at times like they obviously people that are motivated they want to always keep achieving these weight loss goals and keep going but having that expert opinion to tell you hang on just hold it in or rein it in for a little bit will help so much with progression long-term because they really do know yeah. what they're doing and what they're setting you up for. Yeah, and on the flip side to that too is if you do have a goal that's a, like a very hard deadline, like sometimes we have people that come in and train for like weddings, right, mm. or they need to get into really good shape for a holiday, yeah. then it is what it is. Like then the expert guidance and the expectation yeah. is, look, it's going to be hard and you're going to have to feel a little bit hungry. Yeah. Like that's what we need because we're training for a very hard deadline and maybe you've come in and to see us or you haven't given yourself as much time as you should have to make it easier. So sometimes like it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And it's almost up to the individual sometimes, which can be hard, but also just reality in the end of things. And finally, just about taking action and, actually making the first step, I find that that 
that sometimes is is the most intimidating bit for people, whether it be to start with a PT or training, whatever their fitness or health goal is. But what would your best advice be to take action and just to book that in and take the first step? Yeah, I think my best advice is, especially for, you know, busy individuals, mums, dads, it's, you, there's never a perfect time. So the the best time to get started was yesterday, right? So you just got to know yourself and set realistic goals that you're going to achieve and they're going to make, it's going to make you feel good. Yep. And you always remember the feeling like afterwards as well. So if I wasn't going to do a, a fitness class or see a personal trainer and I'd taken two to three years off, well, then my goal for this week is to do, you know, to do maybe two to three gym sessions if I'm confident going to the gym or two to three half an hour runs. Mm. That's going to get my heart rate up and then slowly build from there. Yeah, for sure. I think it's super easy to go a bullet a gate and want to go from zero to 100, but I know that often leaves people sore or injured. So definitely just being realistic with yourself. And as we all know, taking the first step is always the hardest. Booking it in can always be super scary, but I think that you will reap the benefits so soon and you've done it before and you can do it again. And it's just about getting back in the game. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that first session, whatever you're going to do, what will really help is just anticipate, like surrender to the experiment. There's a there's a book called The Surrender Experiment because people like to be in control of things. Yeah. And you just got to realize that, yeah, that first session is going to be hard, but always remember the feeling afterwards is going to be uh, great. And yeah, if you've done the exercises that, that we've mentioned earlier, such as you know, listing 20, 50, 100 benefits as to why achieving your health and fitness goal is going to improve your highest values and benefit your highest values. That first, overcoming that first session is going to be so easy because you see a lot more benefits as to why it's hard and why you can't do it. 100%. Builds resilience. Yeah. It's hard, but take the leap. That's our yeah. biggest piece of advice, I would say. Yeah, that's it. For sure. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to our first episode of the Athletic Studio podcast. Our next one will entail all things training methods. We're going to talk about all the different fitness services out there and give you a bit of pros and cons as to the industry. So thank you so much and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. If you found this episode useful, it would mean the world to us if you shared, rated and liked this podcast. It's how we keep it alive. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Athletic Studio. We would love to connect with you and see how your fitness and health improves with this newfound knowledge. Until next time.